Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Welcome to Family Unmuted, Season 2, Episode 2. And today we're going to talk about abundance and what that all means to us and what an abundant mindset looks like or is defined by us and how we live it. So, who wants to start? Mom? Uh, sure, so... You look nice today. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. I put myself together. Recovering from the last podcast? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much sucking up from the last podcast. So. Oh yeah, I, I had forgotten about that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, so abundance for me, there's several definitions when you look it up, but... The definition for me is the belief that there is plenty of whatever it is you can imagine in the world for everybody. And sometimes that sounds airy-fairy. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of the time that sounds airy-fairy. Yeah, fairy. all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but taking the time to sit down and really like ponder that thought and that there is so much of everything out there you just have to be open to it and receiving of it and giving of it and grateful for it. So for me, that when you experience abundance in all areas of your life, I feel like it's endless and you can have as much of it as you decide to receive. It's interesting that you said there's a lot to dive into in those three things, three or four things that you said. Um, but first... What does abundance mean to you guys? Opposite, opposite of scarcity. Okay. So, like, when you think of abundance, you think of a lot of things. Um, like, you have the, a lot of opportunities to do things. So, you have an abundant mindset. So, going back to basically what she said, like, anything that you want, you can get your share. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's, like, a big part of it is realizing like for example with us or any sales job really is like like the business is out there you know it's for you to take action and get it you know go out and get it yeah i think an abundance abundant mindset uh, when you think about business there's plenty of business for everybody when i think of abundance i think of it's kind of like oxygen there's Mm -hmm. just enough for everybody (laughs) and i don't have like if i take a deep breath i'm not taking away from somebody else so mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And and we can all work as hard as we want to get what we want. And there's still plenty left over for everybody else, which, you know, for me, I think that that, that just shows that there's a presence of, a, of God, that he provided us with this way of living, and he created this world of abundance for all of us. Well, it reminds me how small we think. Mm. Oh, man, that is deep. I mean, we've talked about this. Let's Okay, so let's take the financial piece of it. We've talked about, okay, how much money really is a million dollars a year? And you break it down to months and days, and you're like, that's a lot of money. Yet a million dollars is like a drop in the bucket for a lot of people. I mean... There's some or in the world, just in the world, and sure. I mean some of these athletes. I'm like, 
that's like one paycheck. Yeah. That's one game. So I'm just saying, like, when you start to really think about these things, it's, or the amount of business that you get or the amount of customers or whatever it might be, when you stop to really think of what you feel would be like enough, quote unquote, and then you start to think about everything else that's still out there, it just reminds me of how small we think. Mm. Why is that? I don't. It can, a lot of it goes back to just the way you were wired, your upbringing. Um, some people were brought up in a scarcity mindset in that it wasn't okay to want bigger and better and greater. Just be grateful with what you have and just keep it there. Um, which I understand the context of that, mm-hmm. but well, I don't think it should have been like, a finality like there's nowhere else to go yeah I think some some folks are brought up in that um, they have a savers mindset in that I need to I need to make as much as I can but I also need to like save it and protect it mm-hmm. so that no one can come in and take it away from me and I think um, the generations before us were savers because they lived through the Great Depression and they didn't have a lot. But I think this is just a theory, but I mean, if they had a different mindset and that they were giving a lot more than they were receiving, I think they may have been in a better position. I don't know if that for a fact, but I know that our business changed when we shifted our mindset from saving and protecting and started focus on giving. Mm-hmm. And when we started giving more, we started to receive more, which is a weird kind of phenomenon that that happened. Um, and we started, it started helping us be more fulfilled. And that it felt really, really good to give. But then we had to learn how to receive, mm-hmm. which was a, another skill because we just wanted to keep giving. We wanted to keep giving and people wanted to give to us. And we're like, no, 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 you can't do that. We want to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also had to give them the opportunity for for them to give and us to receive. And that what you helped me with that. Yeah. And that if you're going to give, you actually have to learn how to receive too. Mm-hmm. Because you that's going to make the other person feel just as good as you feel when you give. So this whole abundance thing is just, uh, there's just some crazy magic well, that happens with all of it. It's a two-way street. There's an abundance of receiving and there's abundance mm-hmm. of giving. Like we mm-hmm. are capable of giving so much more than we think we are. Um, for example, being a mom for me, some days I'm like, I don't think I have any more to give. My tank mm-hmm. is empty. And then my littles come home and I just keep going. And I just go and go and go. I don't know where it's coming from, but somehow... I find it. So there's an abundance to give and an abundance to receive. And you need to just be thinking about both sides of that. I think some people just focus too much on one side. It's about how much more can I get? More, more, more. There's more for me to get. There's got to be more for me to get. And like you gotta be he, careful with that too. Yeah. Like he just said, you know, the shift for us was our business coach 
um, Glenn Neely, who I miss so badly. Glenn, if you're watching, we miss you. <laughs> we and do miss you. I will you. call you after this. Glenn, he put us through the ringer, and we fought tooth and nail every minute with him in our business. But he literally said one day, he just said, Tiana, Ruben, what if you guys just started just giving it all away? And my first initial thought was like, you are crazy. If you don't pay my bills, <laughs> you're nuts. But that wasn't, I thought more about it, that wasn't what he meant. Just whatever I have, if I have it to give without expecting anything back, then give. Give, give, give. And so it's not just about charitable donations or whatever. You know, we've put a lot of time into our business. We have a lot to give back as far as knowledge and what to do, what not to do, um, things like that. So when he said, just give. And when you start to do that, you realize you have a lot to give the world and you should be doing that. Well, he also taught taught us that giving doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. Give your time. Give your expertise. Those those things are free. Which for me time has more value than money. Well, I I know, but it's <laughs> but not like you're same. writing a check, yeah. you know, okay? Yeah. You're not writing a check to help somebody. Um so that's when, you know, I took that and I was like, oh, dang, I, what can I do with that? What does that mean to me? And I just, I just reached out to our, our people and I was like, oh, what can I do for you? And as we were pulling weeds, buddy, you were with me, pulling weeds, picking pears, uh, painting houses, rocks. Uh, moving furniture, <laughs> washing rocks, I mean, <laughs> well, I all those things. So... I remember when Isaiah first started with us and we're like, you got to go to this person's house. We're unloading stuff into a U-Haul. We're going to take it over here. And he's like, why are we doing this? We don't know. But they asked us and we're doing it. Um, So, but to answer your question, to go back to your question, I think it's just so many of us have started with or still live in that scarcity mindset. Like you talked in, in that, a lot of it comes from worth. A lot of people feel like they are not worthy of receiving a lot of things for whatever reason. Um, so that's why. Or they feel like I don't have anything to give. I think that's more of of the most people where their their mindset's at. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can give because you've been so successful and you have more things to give. Mm-hmm. I think it has more meaning if you give if you only have a dollar and it's your last dollar and you go give that to the bum on the corner. That has more meaning than anything else that I could probably do. Mm-hmm. You know, if it if it hurts you more to give, whatever that is, that has more value than somebody giving something that it doesn't really affect them in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah. there's more impact. Point yeah, point. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you really gave. Like you you hear the expression give the shirt off your back. Like if you met people and they're like, "Dang, he give the shirt off his back to mm-hmm. to somebody." Mm-hmm. That means that he's given everything that he can and more. Mm-hmm. And I think I think God rewards you in that way. And that's I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, that we live in a world that that's what happens. And I think with truly embracing the abundance, the big thing for me in my life and in my growth since when I was your guys' age and and now, it's abundance for me too is truly being able to give without the expectation of anything back. Because I think 
even though you can tell yourself, like, don't worry about it. If there's a piece of you that's still like, ooh, I hope they give that back to me, or I hope or you have a this somehow comes back right? to me, or if I do this, maybe this will happen. And, you know, if there's any kind of calculation in it at all, you're not quite there with that abundant mindset to just have that faith of whatever I give, I'm going to get back what belongs to me, what, what truly belongs to me. What I'm owed. What I'm owed, quote mm-hmm. unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know what that debt is. You don't, you don't assume that you're owed anything. You just have faith that whatever I give away, whatever I need is going to come back to me. And I think it's that's a, a hard, faith. It, it's a hard thing to do because especially in these times, even right now, like here's $20 that, that can really hurt at some point. And you're just hoping like, gosh, I hope that person gives it back to me. Mm-hmm. So we have always been like, if we give something, we need to be okay with it just being gone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask for it back. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to keep tabs. And if we can't do that, then we don't give it. I think we're better off not giving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're probably better off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because of that expectation you have over someone is like unfair. Yeah. yeah. In a sense. Well, and it goes, it goes with time. It, like dad said, it goes, it goes with time. It goes with money. It goes with everything. Like if I can't, if someone asks me to do something and I'm looking at my week and I try to squeeze it in and I'm probably not going to give like give it what it deserves to give it my full as much as I can and be abundant in the information I'm bringing to whether it's a panel or a meeting or whatever, then it's better for me to just say, you know what, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. What else... Um is around this abundance mindset that we talk about. How essential is it to success? Is it different for everyone? Like someone that might not have a lot to give. So when they give something away, it's, it's a lot, like you said, it's a lot, much more impactful. So is it different for everyone? Probably because I think, I think everybody has a different, again, going back to feelings. Mm -hmm. But there are some people in this world who truly feel like they have reached abundance because there is a certain balance in their account or they have a certain amount of awards or they've defined their abundance in very different ways. But for me, it's that definition is a little finite. Um, So I, I think that just being able to ask yourself, did I give all I could give today? Mm. And if you can sit down and be like, yeah, I think I did, then you're there. You're in that abundant mindset. And I think that whatever it is you're doing in your life, because your time is so limited here, why wouldn't you want it to be doing it that way every day? So is abundance mindset essential to success? Probably not. No. You can go through the motions and be just fine. But success in your entire life as a whole? Absolutely. I think it's much more fulfilling. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think think you can have success and be unfulfilled. And that doesn't feel very good. Because, I mean, if if you look at... You know, some of the people that were on top of the world, musicians, celebrities, they had they had everything. Like, we think they had everything. 
but for some reason they go and commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So at some point, like there's something missing, and sometimes it could be they didn't they didn't develop the which I think is a skill. It's a skill and a habit that you develop over time. This abundant mindset that they didn't develop yet. Like they may have been in the mode of I'm going to go get my success and I don't care who I step on. I'm going to have mine. I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the top and they're like, I had to step on all these people and I'm here alone. And it's lonely. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it's like, oh, maybe I don't want this. And maybe I don't want to be here anymore. And then, then what happens? We talked about that last week a little bit about just being aware of the different areas of your life. And to your point, so many people have this abundance in one or two areas of their lives Mm -hmm. and then the other four or five areas are completely scarce and you you have to be aware of abundance in all areas and take care of all areas of your life because you don't divide yourself into seven different people you're one person in one body with one mind (laughs) and so you have to make sure that all of those pieces so are you abundant in, for me, like, are you abundant in prayers for others and well wishes for others and really supporting others in any way that you can? Um, because that piece over here, if I give that, I, I, I hope that some of that comes to me and, and I feel supported so that I, it's just the circle, right? People support me, I support people, and around and around we go. Mm -hmm. Um, so faith wise, physically, you know, pushing yourself, like I know that I have the strength to keep going when you're at the gym the other night I was at the gym and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna take it easy. I'm going to do one set of each and then be on my way. And then halfway through my first set, I was like, nope, I can feel it. Like I still have more to give. So I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. And then I come downstairs and I'm like, shaking and I can't walk he's like you overdid it did you and I'm like I did but I felt like I had more to give Mm. so that's what I was doing so just in every area of your life um, it it truly is life-changing when you just think on that scale of like there is so much more to give and receive in this world than we've ever ever imagined yeah like Mm. sit and think about that for a minute the biggest thing that you could imagine right now, there's even an infinite amount beyond that. Hmm. It's kind of insane. So do you think that you could develop the skill of this? Do you First of all, do you believe that it's a skill? Do you think it's something that you could develop? Or is it something that you're born with? I think everything could be developed. And some people might be just naturally better at it. Yeah, initially. Yeah. That might be a little easier for them. Mm-hmm. But then once it gets hard, they don't have the skill to go through it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So do you guys feel like being in your... Because you guys are just hitting a place in your life where like insane growth <laughs> is going to happen for many years to come. Like when we sit here and we tell you there is an abundance of opportunity everywhere for you guys 
bigger than you could ever imagine. Like, do you really believe that? Yes. You do? It's Honestly. just a matter of getting it. Honestly. <laughs> I struggle with it. Yeah. What do you mean? Especially now, I mean, I've been hitting the phones. I've been trying to get a deal. Still haven't. So, went to the foreclosures today. Only two properties. I'm like, what is going on? And it's just hard to see, like, there's, like, a bunch of opportunities coming. So you got to create opportunities. Right. So on the flip mm-hmm. side, you see people doing it on a day-to-day basis. Someone got those deals today. Mm-hmm. Someone's getting the appointment. Some, someone's listing the properties. So it's not you have to detach you and what you're getting from what actually exists. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the disconnect is just because you don't have it doesn't mean it doesn't exist mm-hmm. we just got to figure out a different way to go about it yeah i just i struggle with that because i feel like i tried most of the ways that i feel comfortable with and i just don't know what else to do well then so. you've you've actually sent me quotes which is an incredible to me that you're talking this way because you said that your growth starts when you get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So you've done all the things that you're comfortable with, and you, you well, haven't it was uncomfortable, the and then I got <laughs> comfortable. It was uncomfortable, then I got comfortable with it. Now I'm like, well, and yeah. then this so is where this comes go. in, which I hate when Dad says this. It is like <laughs> up there. It's one of my top five things that when he says it, I'm like, Ugh. he's like, you have to let time do the heavy lifting, and I hate that quote because. Time doesn't pay the bills. Time doesn't change me quick enough. Time, like, it's, so time has to do the heavy lifting. Success takes time. I mean, that's just the way it is. And we've talked about this before in our previous podcast. It's like Glenn used to tell us, you're pregnant and you can't have a baby before nine months. (laughs) So when you want to have a baby in three months, not going to happen. When you want it in six months, not going to happen. You got to wait. And you got to work that entire nine months for that baby. Every day, every night, every morning. It's growing. And it's coming. But it's not here yet. So your skills, it's they're growing. They're getting better. And it's coming. It's just not here yet. <laughs> and I know that's not what you want to hear. But that's just the way the rules are. Those but are the you, rules. You do have a gift in that you've seen, you follow people, you've both seen people who are doing what it is you're trying to do. So you know it can be done. There's models out there. The piece that you're missing is that's for them, not for me. Switching that. Well, we talked about door knocking. And there's a struggle there. There's like, there's a, like, oof, that feels really uncomfortable. Right? It feels uncomfortable because of my age, mostly. What do you mean? Like, well, would you, all right, let's take, for example, if I knocked on your door and I was 18, I was like, I'll give you a cash offer. Would you believe me? I, no. Go, go, no, finish, go. 
I was going to say, I would actually have some questions for you. I would want to have a conversation and be like, what is this young kid doing on, like, I've never had another kid knock on my door. Usually they're older and they, some people who knock on my door, like, aren't put together and I'm a little uncomfortable if I'm home alone or whatever. I would be like, this isn't what I was expecting to knock on my door. And I'd be intrigued. I'd ask questions. If I was really motivated to sell my property and I needed money and someone knocked on my door and I'd been praying for somebody to knock on my door and give me money, I'd be really interested in what you had to say. Hmm. You got to look at it from the other perspective. Is... That person on the other side, they call it distressed property because they're distressed. Mm -hmm. They need something. They need a bailout. And when they've exhausted all their family, all their friends, their co-workers, nobody else is giving them money. And when someone knocks on the door that's willing to give me money, I might be interested in hearing what you have to say. That comes from the abundance mindset in that there's a, there's a saying I tell mom all the time in the car business, and I've told you this, there's an ass for every seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you got to find them. Yeah. I just feel like when you put it that way, like, I just think of like one person needing that. Yeah. That's not like really abundant. So, well, you can you buy I mean? more than one property? No. But well, you can then all you need one. is one. But how do you do the next one if it's not so abundant? See, <laughs> but you you just said you had an abundant mindset, so there's always well, the next you, one. Well, what you right. said just said now, like yeah, that's only one person out of a hundred. So I see what you're saying. Like, so how is that abundant? So now right. you know the math, right? So that's what. So now I got to go find another hundred, ninety nine that say no and one that says yes. When you know the math, it's really simple. You got to go figure out the math. What's your math? Not someone else's math. What's your math? Is it one out of 50? Because you're really good. You're really charming. And you just know where to look. Or is it one out of 200? Either way, you know the math. That's the gift. It's like no matter what, I go knock on 200 doors and I'll find one deal. Well, and then sometimes you go down a rabbit hole with that information and start thinking, okay, if it's one for every hundred, how many hundreds of people are in this five-mile radius? And when you start to see that number, you're like, there's a lot of opportunity out here. Like, you wouldn't even have to leave your zip code, and you'd be more than busy enough. Hmm. So, understanding the abundance opportunity out there, are you actually looking at the abundance of opportunity out there or do you just have in your head it's just this are you living in a one out of a hundred world or are you living in a hundred out of a thousand hundred thousand world hmm. and that's the shift like if you want to be selling a hundred homes a year you cannot be living in your one out of a hundred mindset you have to create that abundant picture for yourself. Well, I think that's why 
your why is so important. Because when you start thinking in a negative way, you got to remember why you're doing it. If you're like, you know what, I'm going to go help that one person out who needs my help. Does that change the way you, does that bring you energy? Yeah. Like you're there to help people out. You're not there to screw somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like someone needs your help right now. You need to go connect with them and help them out. Mm. And putting a different narrative on what it is you're trying to do. So again, going back to real estate and, and what your passion is, actually sitting there and thinking about a person who, and we've been in these living rooms so many times, a person who has lost family members, has lost their job, terrible health, and they are just sitting on their couch all day crying and feeling hopeless because they don't know what to do. And we assume that people know what to do in those situations. Like, why wouldn't you just call somebody? Why wouldn't you just Google a real estate agent and call them? Why wouldn't you? So that's a, that's that's shame on us on that part for assuming that people should know what they should be doing. So when I think of that and I think of a distressed seller just because we've been in the distressed space for so long, to have had those connections with some of these sellers and understand that sometimes they are seriously just sitting there stressed to the max all day every day and when you come in and you have a conversation with them and you have a solution for them they become 50 50 pounds lighter Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to give people hope and i think sometimes we don't do that because at least for me i feel like it's not my place to do that that's very arrogant of me like i'm just gonna walk in and give you hope it's not about that I don't know what someone needs, but I know what I have, and maybe what I have will help them. Does that help? Yeah. You're making hope calls all day. You're making hope knocks all day. You're bringing someone hope. And if they don't need your hope, then move on. That abundance mind shift is also in relationships. I, for a long time, I, I wasn't doing well in this business because I took every person that I came in contact with personally. They don't like me. That person didn't like me. They didn't use me. They hung up on me. They didn't call me back. These people don't like me. Instead of understanding like there are abundance of human beings in this world and there is no way I can be friends with all of them. There's just no way. Not everybody is going to love me in this world. They're just not. And when I made peace with that, it changed my life. Because I literally was making calls and thinking, this person's going to be my best friend forever. And we're (laughs) going to click and we're going to go to lunch. That was the dumbest mindset for me to have. And instead of changing my expectation to be like, you know what? They might not like me. And that's okay because... 8 billion people in the world are not going to ever know me or like me. There's abundance of people out there who will. and More than you can handle, anyway. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else you guys want to share? No, you got me thinking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was the point. That's what happens. Yeah. That was the point. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a different perspective now? 
on abundance? Um, like more enlightened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I had a good base, but now it's more, yeah. Okay. Improved. Well, it requires cool. thought, right? Like how, how often have you ever just sat down and thought about an abundant mindset? I mean, I think we walk through the day like, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I have everything I need. I have this, this, and this. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Which is great. Yes, gratitude. But there's so much more out there. So much more. Well, when you start thinking about I'm good, and if you are, start thinking about... Is everyone around yeah. you? Yeah. Is everyone around you good mm-hmm. to you? Yeah. Because I, I saw this post the other day from one of the investors, and he's like, you know, you can live comfortably for 250000 but if you want to impact more people around you, you're going to need to, need to make more. Yeah. That well, goes back to, like, what you were saying, like, I want to give away a million dollars, but you have to have $10 million. <laughs> get that. Yeah. Well, we've talked about your why. Like, it's very easy to go into your day-to-day and just say, uh, my rent's paid, I have groceries, I'm good, I have all I need. But then when you refocus on your whys, and we've talked about your guys' whys, okay, Isaiah, for you, your why was to take it to the next level for your parents and take care of your parents. So if you're good, are we moving on to your parents being good now? And are we moving on to... Your brother in there somewhere? Yeah, does Isaac get anything? (laughs) (laughs) Isaac, if you're watching, we got you. We're trying to help you out, Isaac. Okay. Does he feel the same way that you do about it? Does he feel the same way? Probably. Probably. Okay. He's got your back if something happens. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Depends what it is. All right. All right. Cool. Well, we'll we'll end with that. This This was awesome. And uh, what's our next topic? I don't know yet. Hmm. I think we're focused on like one word type. Yes. So it was first growth, then it's abundance, and then it's something else. So we stay tuned, see. and we'll figure that out. Cool. Adios. Thanks, everyone. See you guys.